All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I, I tell you what, I am so excited about tonight. I get to talk to you about the things that, well, sometimes we don't want to look at, but uh, things that are very crucial to our walk in Christ. Um, too many of us, I think, are thinking that, you know, I, I get born again and all my problems disappear. But I got to tell you that all your problems are not going to disappear. Uh, problems are always going to be upon us, particularly us, the believers. And we've got to realize that life is not about the problems. It's about overcoming those problems to become all that Christ is calling us to become. You see, greater is he that's in you than the devil that's in the world. But that's going to have to be a statement that you make in the best of times, the worst of times, and in the times in between where it doesn't seem like anything is changing. God is always on the move. God is always working on your behalf. In fact, the work that He is doing is a completed work. It's a work that, you know, Christ accomplished on the cross. And, you know, we just finished a series uh, talking about a case for Christ. But I want to talk to you over the next few weeks about come and follow me. That's Jesus saying that to you. Come and follow me. And I'll tell you where Jesus will lead you are amazing, amazing places. But if you're not careful along the way, you'll get caught up in all the trappings and all the works of the enemy and you'll give in and give up. Somebody will say something to you that, you know, hurts your feelings. The next thing you know, you don't want to do it anymore. You know, some ministry that you had, you know, didn't work out the way you hoped. And so therefore, you know, what am I supposed to do now? And, you know, where do I go with my life? Listen, God is the author and the finisher, but it's of your faith, of, of what you're going to put into action in your trust, in your belief, in who you are in Jesus Christ, regardless of the circumstances that you face. I want to read this scripture to you. It, it's just absolutely powerful. And it's found in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 10. It says, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Now, there's a couple of points I want to make in this scripture here. You know, God is blessing his people, listen, for doing good things, for doing the will of God, for setting a course and a purpose for their lives that will follow Christ, that will hear the call, that clarion call from Christ. Come and follow me. And so, you know, he will bless us for doing what he is calling us to do. But it also says the kingdom of heaven is theirs. It's interesting to me how Jesus taught uh, us to pray. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we've got to realize that there are things that are laid up in heaven. You know, some of us are waiting for the sweet by and by to get to heaven. And what Christ instructed us to do is pray that there be heaven right here on earth. And so when you read that, and let me just read this again, and I hope you catch this by revelation. It says, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right things, doing God things, receiving the calling of God and, and going at it with all their hearts. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So whatever is laid up in heaven is yours. It is for you. And God has made a way where there seemed to be no way through Christ 
to accomplish your access to the heavenly things so that you can receive them by faith and walk and overcome all the obstacles you're ever going to face. You know, when you're doing the right thing, not everybody in the world, not even your neighbor, not even your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ is going to agree with you and what you want in your life. It's up to us to take these things back to God. Not fight people, not fight circumstances, fight the devil. If you're going to put any blame anywhere, put it on the devil. God isn't doing this for you. God is for you in every possible way. But you're going to have to receive that by faith. You're going to have to look at your life with trust in God alone and know that no matter what you're facing in your life, you are going to overcome. Do you realize that the desires of your heart, God places those things in you, not to put on a shelf somewhere, not to say things are too hard or too difficult. No, He put those desires, those godly desires I'm talking about, those godly desires in your heart to help develop you. But you've got to realize that as you begin to take that desire and apply your corresponding action to that with faith, you are going to bump into many, many problems. In fact, all of your needs that are going to occur the moment you receive the calling of Christ to go and do what He's called you to do, you're going to have to realize that all the needs that are going to come up would not otherwise be possible without you, the believer, saying, you know what, I am going to follow Christ. I have desires in my heart that I believe God has put inside of me, and I'm going to act on those things with faith, knowing that it's going to produce need in my life, things I'm going to have need of to accomplish what God has set me apart to do. And so you, if, you are the, if you are the receiver of the desires of God, and you are the giver of your faith and your actions toward those things, you've got to understand that you are the creator or the catalyst for the needs that you are facing in your life. You are. You and Christ going, we're going to make this way happen. We are going to go into the deepest, darkest jungle you could ever imagine, and we're going to go in with the sword of the Spirit. We're going to go in with the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace. Man, we're going to go in here, and we're going to begin to carve out new territory for the kingdom of God. And I'll tell you, the devil is not happy about those things. But you know what? Greater is he that's in you. Remember that. In that moment, when, you, when you're facing darkness, when you're facing a point in your life where you don't know what you're going to do, you've got nowhere else to turn. The Bible says, stand therefore and allow the mighty hand of God to, to rest upon you, to, to bring you the resources of heaven into this world. That's God's will for your life. And these needs that are going to arise, listen, you've got to realize that you're creating those needs. And if you're the creator of those needs out of your actions based on your desire and your faith and your actions towards the thing of God, things of God, then you are greater than your creation of those needs. And if you can grab a hold of that by revelation and begin to understand, wow, there are really things in heaven laid up for me. Wow, I, I, I can be a beneficiary of those things in heaven by doing good things, not making my life about the problems, but making my life about accomplishing that which God has set me apart 
to do. I'll tell you, this, this message can change your world, change your life, because if you're just operating based on what you know, you're operating on a level that is far less than the things that are up in heaven waiting for you to be transferred into your life. I mean, in a moment's notice, one moment of God's favor could change your whole life forever. The thing that you are fighting for, the thing that you are battling for, that, that, that desire that you bury deep inside of you and say, oh, you know, I gave up on that a long time ago. You know, I had some people that, you know, really hurt me and, you know, I just, I, I just, I just couldn't do it. Or, you know, I, I launched out to do it one time and, and it just didn't work out. And, you know, I had to close that business down. I had to close that church down. I had to close that ministry down. You know, I had to get that divorce or, or whatever it is. But listen to me by the Spirit of God. God's not done with you. God wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And the only way that's going to happen is for you to receive the calling of God on your life and say, you know what? I am going to accept this once and for all. I'm not going to keep resurrecting my, my past to determine who I am in Christ. No, my discovery is going out with the desires that God's plastic, uh, planted in my heart, going out with those actions and in in, in my faith and making it happen. You and Jesus, the same power that lives on the inside of you is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. You need no more power. You need no more influence. You need, a, you need to take your faith and your actions and bump into those needs and go, well, wait a second here. That is preventing me from accomplishing what God has for me in my life. And I am not going to accept that as the answer. And I am going to, I mean, push and press in. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. You know what? I'm not going to settle. This is not good enough. This is not acceptable because I am here to grow in the things of God. I am here to bring the things in heaven down to earth. And I promise you, if you'll, if you'll take half of what I'm talking about tonight, and apply it to your life, you will find yourself in a position of such power and authority like you've never known in your life before. I'm going to read another scripture to you. It's found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15. It says, since God chose you to be the holy people, I mean, not a holy people, God chose you, just say me, hallelujah. God chose you to become the holy people he loves. You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy. Who, who's doing the clothing? You are clothing yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. So not only are you clothing yourself with all of the things that God wants you to become, but he's also asking for you to make allowance for other people's faults. How many people know that you're going to fall short of other people's expectations and they're going to fall short of your expectations? What you need to understand about expectations is that if you have an expectation of someone else or someone else has an expectation of you, you have to assume those expectations are false because they're not their expectations that, that, that you have and the expectations that they have towards you are not yours. 
And so you have to assume their faults. But it says, make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Boy, you ever been offended? You ever been out doing God's will? And all of a sudden, bam, it's like you get hit upside the head by a, a, a two-by-four. And it's like, wow, you know, I, I'm just out here trying to do God's will. And all of a sudden, I realize that, you know, I've offended someone or, or, or they have offended me. But it says, remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe who? Clothe yourself with love, which binds all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ be the ruler of your heart. The ruler of your heart. Let me read that again. Above everything else that I've just read to you, clothe yourselves with love, which binds all together in perfect harmony, and let that peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. So when you bump into the problem, when you bump into the circumstance, let the, the, this, this incredible peace that Christ provides rule in your heart. So you don't get frustrated, you don't get angry, you don't get anxious, you don't get depressed. You remind yourself to clothe yourself with love, clothe yourself with kindness and mercy and tenderheartedness and forgiveness and all of those things. Clothe yourself in those things. And really what the, the writer here is saying is that problems are going to come. And you need to be prepared before the problem occurs, before the need occurs. Prepared because you're clothed with the things of God. Good stuff. And it says, for as many of one body, you are called to live in peace. You are called, by who? By Christ, come and follow me, Jesus said. You are called to live in peace. In peace, called by who? Called by God Himself, calling you forth to peace. And always be thankful. Always be thankful. Even when you don't think you have something to be thankful for, be thankful. Look at your neighbor and say, be thankful. Quit, you know, we got to quit, you know, bawling and squalling about what we don't have and just do what the Word of God says. And listen, your circumstance may not be any different when you employ these efforts into your life, but I promise you the more that you do it, the more influence that God will have on those situations. And you will actually have something to be thankful for. If you have nothing to be thankful for, be thankful that you are called by God, that you are on a path to greatness because of the things of God. It says, let the message about Christ in all of its richness fill your life. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. All wisdom is given to you here. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Don't just sing the song, oh, woe is me and I got to sing a song. No, no, do it with a thankful heart. And whatever you do or say, do it, hear this, this is powerful. Do this as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him 
to God the Father. We are talking about come to and follow me. Jesus making that clarion call. And right there it says, do what you're going to do as a representative of the Lord. Now, if you're a representative of the Lord, I can assure you of this, your problems are not that great. You are the representative of the Lord. If I'm the representative of uh, the most powerful person you can think of, the president or you know, the queen of England or whoever these people are, if you're their representative, you are there representing them. And I'll tell you, you, you may not be who you think you are, but when you walk in that room, people are listening. You are having influence in that area because of who you represent. Now, you can't go any higher than representing Christ himself. And that is where that calling, when he's calling you, come and follow me, you are now a representative of Christ. And I'm telling you, you don't need anybody's permission to do that. You need God's permission, which is given to you right here. It's given to you right here in the Word of God. Some of you are waiting for some mystical, magical thing to happen or someone to you know, call you up and say, well, hey, I got a position for you, you know, in the kingdom of God. You don't need any of that. You take the word that you have received, you take your life and what God has done with your life and how he has made miracles happen and you get out there in your world and you just share authentically what, who Christ is and what he's doing in your life. Be that representative out there in the world. Be the one that is peaceful when in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of, of horrible circumstances, you are the light to the world. Powerful, powerful stuff. I'm going to read this next scripture to you. It's, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 13. It says, if you think you are standing strong, <laughs> be careful not to fall. The temptation in your life, the temptations in your life are no different from what others are experiencing around you. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Endure for what? Endure to the clarion call of Jesus Christ to come and follow me. Again, this is a once and for all. Like when you decide to do this, when you decide to stand up for the kingdom of God, when you decide to stand up for the church, when you decide to take responsibility for the kingdom of God, things beyond your own life, and say, you know what, I'm here to make a difference in this world, and I got Jesus on the inside of me, and he is going to make this way happen for me. I don't know where I'm going or how I'm going to get there, but praise the Lord, God knows how I'm going to get there. Somebody say, God knows how I'm going to get there, because he does. And he will get you there. But you cannot give up in your faith. You can't give up in your actions. You can't let your mood all slide and get weird. You need to just clothe yourself with the things that we talked about earlier. And you got to know that whatever you're enduring, whatever you're going through, God has an answer for it. He's not going to bring you to a place of destruction. He's going to bring you to a place where you're going to have breakthrough. And I promise you, this area of your life that you're struggling in now, you'll never thirst in this area again if you'll follow what we're talking about tonight. 
I hope you grab a hold of this. I hope you do a study yourself. Begin to apply your own circumstances, your own situations to what the Word of God has to say about them rather than how you feel about it. Don't let your mind and your will and your emotions drag you away from the things of God. That is the part of you, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions that needs to be renewed by the Word of God because the body will do whatever that thing tells it to do. And your spirit is willing. I mean, it's ready to go. Man, it's good stuff. I'm going to close with this scripture. It's found in 2 Timothy 3, 10-17. It says, But you, Timothy, and just put your own name in here. You know, I mean, Timothy was a great man of God, but listen, he had Paul to tell him what to do, to get him get his head on right so that he could build the kingdom of God, which is what he's calling you to do as well. It says, But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. What was his purpose? His purpose was to follow those Jesus. Come, follow Jesus. And it says, You know my faith, you know my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystera. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Hallelujah. Yes, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution, just like Paul did. But praise God, Jesus will deliver you from all of it. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things that you've been taught. You must, be, you must remain faithful to the call of Christ on your life. You know they are true. You know you can trust those who taught you. You, you can trust Pastor Barb. You can trust the pastors and elders of Faith Builders Church. Trust what we're telling you so that you can do what God's called you to do. You have been taught by the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting, key word, in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Not necessarily wrong as in sin, you got to get that resolved as well, but what's going wrong in your life, what's preventing you from doing what God has called you to do. The Word of God corrects us when, when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every, what? To do every good work. That's what the Word is there for. Not to get you in trouble or to caused you to feel shame or any of those things. No, just get those things right and then just move on. I mean, like in the very next second, the very next breath after you deal with that, uh, that's not who I am. I, I, I de-identify with that. I know I just did that. I know I just thought that. I know I just felt that. But praise God, I'm not that anymore. Behold, all things become new. And I, I choose in this moment to come and follow I hope you enjoyed this message this evening. I hope it blessed your life. I hope it's meeting you right where you are. In fact, I know that it's meeting many of you right where you are. I encourage you to share this message in your social media pages. Let people know that there is hope in the world. 
Christ is their hope. Christ has made the way where there seems to be no way. And all He's asking us to do is come and follow Him. Come and receive of the heavenly things that He's given us access to receive by faith and our works towards the desires of, in our heart that God has planted there. I want to make sure every person who's watching knows the Christ that I'm talking about. You, you may have been baptized as a baby or you may have been baptized and you know, kind of walked away from the Lord. Don't worry about any of that. Let's get all that right right now. Let's renew our hearts. Even those of you who know Christ, let's renew our hearts afresh and anew. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Yesterday is gone. Forget all that. Five minutes ago is gone. Ago is gone. Five seconds ago is gone. Right now is our time to really get our hearts right with, with Christ. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Make me the champion that you've called me to become. I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, if you receive Christ, please let us know in the feed below. We also want to invite you to Faith Builders Church. We have both uh, online and on-site services on Sunday morning. Pastor Barb has just absolutely been on fire talking about the love of God and, and, and how the love of God is so powerful in our lives. And I want to personally invite you to our 9.30 or, I'm sorry, our 9 or our 10.30 services on Sunday morning. Until then, God bless you all.